Well, hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode here with your host, The D is Silent. And today is um, February the 22nd, I believe. Let me see. see. It is, uh, yeah, 22nd. Uh, it's about 7.30 in the morning on this uh, actually sunny Thursday, February the 22nd morning. Uh, and let's review, let's just get into it. So last night, um, we'll just talk about this for a few minutes, but last night I got to see, uh, Final Fantasy Advent Children, uh, on the big screen, you know, it was just released for the big screen, um, on a special one or two day. I wasn't, I was going to go see it subtitled, but I don't know if I'm going to have time today, tonight, because, you know, today's my workout night. But I went last night. And I was like, oh, it starts at 7. I got I got home at like 4. So I was like, oh, okay, it's plenty of time to grab a ticket and go. You know. And actually, the theater was a little bit packed. I thought I, thought I would be like me and like three people in there. Uh, I was looking for tickets. And I was like, damn, if I don't grab a ticket, there might not be any left. Uh, not to say that it was sold out. But, I mean, it was probably 80% to, com- to uh, capacity. There may be out of... a 50, 60 seats or whatever maybe the seats were. There's probably only like 15 left or less. Or maybe about a dozen out of like 60. So I don't know what ratio that is. Maybe 80%, 75%. Which uh, was cool. And, I, and just... I'm a fan of Final Fantasy. I haven't played in the... Uh, I played Final Fantasy VII, the remake, the first one, um, where you're Cloud and you're with Tifa, and it's the three of them, and you're just walking around Midgard, uh, or Sector Seven, post, or pre-blowing up the, blowing up the joint, or maybe it's just post. But either way, uh, you know, it picks up right where this, where the story in Final Fantasy VII, the original, and, and that was a great game. Uh, I remember playing that back in high school. I played it recently. I didn't beat it. This new Final Fantasy. The, where I got to was where you could train to fight Bahamut, I believe, uh, in the little training simulator. But that, after that, all I had to do was just walk to the end of the game, and that was literally it. Uh, I climbed up all the Shinra um, tower and got to like the whatever 80th floor, or whatever. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I, I played the game. I, I played that one. I didn't. I know they're making a new one, Rebirth, or whatever. So I don't know if they did a Final Fantasy VII Part Two. Or, or what they were doing, I, I don't know. Um, but in regards to it, I mean, it's still it's still a fan. I still bought on my PlayStation Four. I did purchase Final Fantasy Ten and Final Fantasy Eight and Seven, I believe, and I was playing them a little bit. Just those games require a massive amount of time, as which I do not have. And then, I, and then my girlfriend got me the Nintendo Switch. And with that, it just... 
I've been stuck on Breath of the Wild, which I am slowly completing. Got like one more guardian to get and just walking around seeing honestly I just kind of enjoying walking around seeing the game all the little detail they put into it um uh, you know just kind of like wow like they, they took a lot of time with this game to do a lot of different things like it is repetitive in the sense that it, every game is repetitive the boss fights you know, there's only so many little enemies they can put into the game. But, you know, it still is a very vast and expansive game that nothing kind of repeats itself twice. You know, little caves, you know, go up to the peaks of the mountains um, and stuff like that. So just wandering around, just seeing everything. It's kind of been a, you know, a joy, like kind of just going up Death Mountain and stuff like just something that kind of just you know enjoyed doing this whole entire time I've been playing it for I don't know how long I've been on it riding horses and shit I mean there's so much to the game that I was like okay I'll get back to it if I'm in the area or I'm trying to collect Um, there's just a lot of things to the game where I was like okay well I'm doing this or doing that and then I kind of moved on it's a lot of hidden you know it's a lot of uh, you know like little side quests I could have done that I haven't done yet or just haven't really spent the time doing it I've just been kind of moving but anyways that's beyond the point but uh, I went to go see Advent Children and uh, the big screen and I actually it's just how I remember. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, I love the movie. Sephiroth, once again, is probably one of my most favorite uh, villains, maybe, of all time. Uh, and then they showed a clip of the... of the... Final Fantasy VII, I guess, Rebirth, the, the newest gameplay footage and your cloud is teamed up with Sephiroth so I don't know sure what they got going on I don't know if that's downloadable content I don't know if it's a whole new Final Fantasy 7 twist I don't know like they made it it's in the vein of Final Fantasy 7 the original but it's a little bit different but anyways that's they showed a little bit of that but I, again Sephiroth is Probably one of my most favorite villains of all time. Uh, I mean, he's up there. I put him up there with some of the greats. Thanos uh, is one of the best. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to really sit and think about what villains. I mean, Godzilla is also in there. Godzilla is a little bit more of an anti-hero. Oh, it was really weird is Godzilla always to me when we're thinking about villains and heroes he always starts off as a villain but ends up becoming a hero due to the fact that there's other monsters and Toho kind of I don't know if they shoehorn that in there or is that just a na- uh, naturality that like look 
Godzilla exists with these other monsters and even though he comes and wrecks the city like he also stops the other monsters from wrecking them uh, there's a lot of lore there so he may or may not be a hero Thanos may or may not be a hero Sephiroth may or may not be well Sephiroth is I think a true villain he wanted to ride the cosmos as that as earth as its vessel and to do his bidding and uh pop up on another planet and you know take it over start over from scratch which he isn't wrong because this earth is all fucked up so he might not actually be you know the villain as we're led to believe um but again, I mean, the movie is great. I mean, they gave him, they gave Sephiroth some of the hardest lines ever in in the history of hardest lines. You know, I will never be a, a memory. Is to me, in the way they draped him in his cloak of wings was crazy. Um. That just went way too hard, even for the young me that was watching that for the first time. Like, bruh, Sephiroth went way too hard. Uh, you know, and then the game, Sephiroth went way too hard, too. Like, it's just what it is. Uh, but, I, yeah, I seen the Advent Children last night uh, on the big screen. Don't know if I'll ever see it on a big screen again. Or, you know... It was just kind of like a last minute. I knew, actually, I knew it was happening. I didn't know a day. Thank God I was like randomly just checked on it yesterday during the day. I was like, I wonder when, I thought it was coming out next week. Because I've been seeing that the game is coming out next week. So I was like, I wonder when, when does the movie come out? And then I was like, oh shit, it comes out today and tomorrow. It was actually, what would have been the 21st was yesterday. And today, the 22nd, it's out in theaters. Like in select theaters just for like... A, the one time being it was his first time ever being on theater because I think it went straight to DVD back in those days like it wasn't it wasn't put in theaters which I think at the time was appropriate because I don't really know if it would have done well and it probably would have been one of those things where they pushed it out to theaters and only so many people going to see it would have gotten you know, not the money would have should have made, but I think now, like something like this, like a special occasion uh, type of deal, and then it just it's built up the lore over the years, built up you know a little bit of kind of just like, I don't even know how to explain it, just built up a little bit of you know cult following over the years, like me, like. I just went to see it because I was like, yo, I'm not going to miss my opportunity to see Advent Children in the movie theater. It's like a normal human should have always seen it. And, and there I was. It was in a sort of a packed house. Like, again, it wasn't sold out, but it was like about 80% full. Uh, you know, and just watching it again, I, I like that they assembled the team at the end. I wish the direction of it had been a little bit different after all these years you know and I haven't probably seen it in like seven or eight years every time I randomly see it I watch it or I think about it I'm like I don't want to know where it's at I don't have it 
anymore physically on DVD. I don't have physically DVDs. And that's a whole topic for another day. Because I know the internet is up in arms about 28 days later. Uh, not being able to be seen on like Netflix or any streaming service. Or there's no physical copies to buy. But I'm like, well, you can digitally buy it, can't you? And even at that, I mean, I watched... Eventually, people are going to have to take into consideration that they're no longer going to make DVD players. And if they are, they're going to be like the record. You know, it's going to be pricey. The DVDs are going to be pricey as well. And they're susceptible to being broken. I mean, just like books. Books, um, eventually they're going to stop making... um, Stop printing, you know, like certain books just because they're so old now. Like, I mean, not, and I'm not gonna say like Harry Potter because that does that might be forever in print for the next 50 to 100 years. But what I am saying is like maybe like you know, like some of these books that just you know, they're hot for a minute and then they're not. Like, like comics, too. Like, they just simply don't make old comics no more. They're collectibles. And even if you get it, you have to be very careful what you do with it. You know, because anything could happen. A fire in your house. Whatever. And, but, you know, but it is a tree, like, in my in my personal life, Sometimes you got to hold on to things while you can, you know, the people's. But at the same time, I, I kind of feel like the dig- digital media, it's there, you know, if I like, I just watched One Flew Over This Cuckoo's Nest on, I think Netflix or something. I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It'd be interesting to see it again. And that's just what it is. I mean, like. In in reality, um, I I watch certain things in their memories. Oddly enough, Sephiroth said he'll never be a memory, but their memories. If I if it ever comes up in a conversation, uh. Like, there's this movie that's with, I believe, Johnny Depp, and he goes to space. But then he has an alien in him. It's like an older movie. And then he gets his wife pregnant. And she tries killing everybody. Because she learns that he's got the alien in him. And it can, like, jump to people somehow. Anyways, she burst two twins that have that alien and then they become fighter pilots in the United States government and then that movie I don't know what the name of that movie is but I have seen it and it just kind of like it's a memory I don't know like I don't own it I don't really search it out but you know it's kind of a crazy movie and it might not even be Johnny Depp but I forgot who it is but I think it is. I think he's amazing. Because I was like, oh, i never seen this movie before. And I, and I watched it one time. And I was like, wow, that's a crazy-ass movie. 
Like, the, the whole story of it was pretty interesting. But it's a movie that I've never physically purchased. It's a movie I never really recommended anybody to watch. It's just something that, like, if I see this movie again and, like, just randomly watch it, like, that would be randomly cool again. Like, uh, Blazing Saddles is another one. I haven't seen it in so long. But, I mean, it's there, too. It's just in the recesses of my memory somewhere. Uh, just as a lot of things are. Uh, and that's like kind of like... That's kind of how I feel about it. You know, it's like the same as concerts. You know... Right now, everybody will post that they went to a certain concert. Or that... You know, like me, like I try to re- try to save a little bit of the concerts now and post it. But you cannot... I mean, there's so many concerts I went to back in the day before cell phones, before uh, video recording and YouTube was a thing that I'll never be able to tell anybody like every single concert I went to because it's been to so many. You know I mean? Concerts. I mean, everybody thinks a concert like a big stadium. No, some, some of them were backyard little shows. Some of them were just little, you know, little 50-person shows bands when they were so small that like Avenged Sevenfold showcase like I have no um record of it I have no evidence that I went but I know I went I mean I think I seen Avenged Sevenfold with the Treyu like when they were small when both of them were small at the showcase, which was crazy. Uh, and I seen Avenged Sevenfold 2 with Throwdown. And I was just thinking about this the other day. My brother went to uh, a take action tour with Shadows Fall. Uh, Throwdown. And I think Avenged Sevenfold opened the show. And then it was Throwdown. And then it was Shadows Fall. And I think Poison the Well. Uh shit I don't even know how long ago that was and we went to Vegas at the House of Blues in Vegas like don't even know why okay, I, how that all happened is beyond me because it literally is like how the fuck I was high school I think or maybe like right out of high school and just graduated not exactly 100% certain how all of that worked out back in those days because I didn't have a car. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even know where the fuck we were staying because we were, I've never stayed at the Mandalay Bay. It's a very interesting um, how all of that happened because I don't really remember. Only my brother would remember what we were doing attending to take action tour in Vegas like I I don't even know if we if I had bought tickets before that like ooh like that's one of those things like is, this is like this had to have been MySpace days so maybe I seen that tour and then I was like oh well, we're gonna be in Las Vegas but then it like lined up that we were in Las Vegas and it lined up that that show was in Las Vegas and then it just then it just so happened to be that like 
because I didn't have a car, so maybe, or maybe I did. I don't know. I don't hundred percent know. I don't really. I don't even know where we were staying. Because I don't really think we stayed. We didn't stay at the Manor. We didn't stay at the Luxor. I just barely, for the first time ever, stayed at the Luxor. So it would have to. We'd have to either stay at the Excalibur or the Silverton, which is what my mom and dad used to like um, staying at. Was Silverton or Sam's? Sam's. I don't know what it was called, but I mean, you get the idea. Like, I just don't know. Like, so we had to get there. And then the show was insane. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think that was my brother's first show. Well, it wasn't my first show. It was probably like my tenth or my seventh. I don't know. Because I had already seen Throwdown by that point, and I knew Throwdown was was crazy. The Throwdown, as a matter of fact, I think Death Star played that as well. I'm not 100 percent certain who else played that. I know I'm missing a band in there because I was like. But it was nonetheless. It was Poison the Well was the the last band, and that that was crazy. Uh, and with all that said, like I, I like that's a memory that I know I did that, but there's no physical uh, I have no physical nothing of it. It's just, all it is is a repressed deep down memory. Of something that I did, and I, I like some. There are shows I've forgotten about. There is, but I, there's shows that I do remember vividly. There's things I've done in this life that I remember vividly that I can comfortably say that not everybody has done, and the memories they can never take that away from me. As I, I, I love for there to be like. But I don't know if you... I don't know see if you ever could. I don't know if you would be able to. Go back and look at... Like... The concerts you lived through your owner. Like that Black Mirror shit. Like... You could just access every single one of your memories. Um, I don't know if you'd be able to. Because how do I watch 38 years of life... From my eyes... Uh, you know, that, it would take 38 years. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff, but I mean, there's jobs I've done. Like, me and my brother, we did a job uh, in Corona for. I mean, I, that, I don't know. I, think, I don't know if he's. Does he seem to jump around? Maybe he doesn't. I forget what guy that is pretty famous dude um, and we we talked to him for a minute but I just didn't really like he doesn't really strike me as like somebody that wanted I don't know it, it didn't really move me that I was working for him to be honest but I mean obviously some people it might they might be like wow this, that was like it, just to meet him that would be the coolest thing ever and maybe they were right maybe uh, 
that is the coolest guy in the whole planet Earth. I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember. He's either at jump the jump around guy, but he ended up doing his own thing later on, like his own music. Or I don't know who it was. I don't really remember the guy, to be honest. But I do know that at that time we were working for him, was like, hey, we are working for that guy. Like, you know, that was kind of crazy that he lives in. I, I don't really remember where he lives in Corona, but I know he lives in Corona. Um, which is crazy. But either way, like, you know, that was kind of, you know, th- again, that's another memory that I just had. But going back to Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, yes. I don't know if I'll ever get the urge to buy it on a physical DVD. I'd like to just, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it's an older movie now. I don't really know. It's not hot. It's not new. It's not. I've watched it. I watched Advent Children perhaps 20 times. Easily, maybe even like thirty times, maybe perhaps even forty, at least easily. Um, it's somewhere between twenty to forty times I watched it easily, easily, it's more than five times, way more. Uh, and it was just nice to see it in the theaters. It's just something again, like that was cool as fuck. Like just hopped on it, and here we are, twenty five minutes later, talking about it still, and just things, but. That's what I did. Maybe we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit of... Uh, as I get this episode built. Because I'm getting to work now. Maybe we'll come back and talk a little bit of... Uh, some Netflix shit. shit Griselda. Um, I watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Maybe we'll talk a little bit of that. Uh, I, I need to watch that again. Because I feel like I missed a lot. Uh, but... Hang tight. We'll come back and we'll get the, the rest of this going here shortly. Okay, so let's discuss... Now that I'm back, I'm going to finish this episode off. Let's discuss a little bit of Griselda on Netflix. Um, I liked it. I give it a two thumbs up, the show. I just wish it had the same treatment that Narcos and Pablo Escobar's... Um, I wish it had that same treatment that it got like a couple of seasons out of it because I really feel like this they crammed a lot into it really fast I don't know why they decided to compress it into just six or seven episodes or eight episodes whatever it was and it'd be just like a one-off a one season one-off and I don't know why they didn't tie it into the Narcos and the Pablo Escobar. I mean, how hard would is it to get those guys to come and make some cameos? You know, I'm sure they could just make a cameo or two. That that's what I did. I like on that angle of it. Netflix has those people. Patrick call over like, hey man, come in twenty thousand dollars, revive your character for a day or two. You know, even if you have a busy schedule, we'll save. A scene or two, you know, come and be a part. And they, and again, this also goes to why they didn't make this like a two season or a three season thing. 
Like, maybe they didn't have the time to get it done in the first season, but maybe they could have teased it at the end of the first season, like her meeting Pablo or her meeting um, some of the dudes from, you know, Mexico. I just... To me, that was a fumble on Netflix's part, but the but the show as itself was... It was good. I, I you know... The story is very interesting. It just, I just kind of wish that they had included it into what we already know, because Netflix can make a good narco show. That's just like all three that I mentioned, like just stellar. Just this one was really short, really compressed, and I just felt that they could have tied it in. I don't know why they didn't tie it in. I'm just kind of wondering, like, what the decision was on. You know what the decision was going into this season. Like, hey, we're not going to invite any of our former narco um, comrades into the show. Like, to kind of help tight in. Um, and I don't know. I I just don't know why Netflix was like, hey, you're only getting one one season out of this. You're only getting the six episode or seven episode thing out of this, and that's it. Get this story. Like they could have done two seasons. I think two seasons could have flushed out. Maybe even three. I just kind of feel like they dropped the ball there. Netflix did that. That's a Netflix. Maybe it was a director. I mean, I don't know who's to blame for that. Um, but I would have loved seeing her meet the OG Pablo Escobar, you know, and they, it says in the very beginning that Pablo was scared of her, like, well, I would have loved to have seen her on her rise to power, killing everybody, come face to face with Pablo Escobar, who we know was bombing planes, and her, and her tell him, like, hey, man, I'll kill everybody in this room. Including you, and laugh while I'm doing it, and just be like, "But we can make a deal. I'll stay. I'll sell here. You sell there. You know, it's all about the money, Pablo. Like I could just see that's a that's a tantalizing. That's a tantalizing. What that conversation was like. I mean, couldn't they have? Couldn't they have put that in there? You know? Like... Couldn't they have done it? But the show overall... The Griselda, Griselda was great. I mean... Um, it's truly... You know... They talk about it actually in the show a little bit. It rags to riches. The American dream type of deal. But I think it's more of a survival... Uh, and I can relate to it too because every day you come, you wake up. Life here in America is a survival game. It actually is in most places of the world. You know, you can either figure out a way to make money, or you're, you know, and that harkens back to something I, you know. 
capitalism versus communism. Uh, there is no communist state, maybe other than maybe North Korea that I'm aware of. There isn't a communist state that isn't run by capitalism. It's just not. There is no place that, you know, everybody works together and they all share this one. And that's never, that never was communism. You never, you know, here in America, we're taught to believe all this stuff. But even in, you know, heavily communist states like Russia and China, motherfuckers have to get up and go to work regardless of what and they had to go and make a living like you know that's all based off of your you know your work your education level and things of the nature like uh, and in here in America you got the flip side of it it's like okay they encourage you to go make your money you know supposedly equal opportunity even though we're kind of not and it's just all of that equates to if you're at your wit's end, you know, like Griselda was, you know, chased out of Colombia, had to come to America and tried the legal way. And, you know, surviving that way was not going to cut it. She did the only thing that she could do, and that was move weight, move keys. Um, her friend didn't want her to do it. It was like her against the world, basically. Is is either do it and be good at it, and fail or fail, or die trying, get rich quick, or die trying. Like there was no middle ground. There was no like, okay, once she sold a lofty. I mean, at first it was yeah, like okay, she could use twenty five thousand dollars or however much they wanted for the kilo. And in those days, in the seventies, was a lot of money. But once she got her first, like, $3 million a year worth of coke movement, that's, uh, that wasn't just a lofty goal of, like, okay, once we get there, we're done. No, like, when you are, got that many people working for you, and people were gunning for your life anyways, you know, that it just becomes, like, hey, you got it. It's eat or be eaten in this world. In America, it's... You're either at the top... or It's either... The way it's like... Second place is the first loser. Or if you're not... If you're not cheating, you're not trying. If you're not... You know, I don't know how many other... Ways to say it. Um, you know... Nice guys don't finish... Last... You know, you know what I mean? Or nice guys finish last. There's so many ways to say it, but... Uh, the motivate, like... Yeah. Doggy dog world, like... You step into that arena, and... You start making a little money, a good amount of money. Well, you can't just stop. And that's the American way. You can't just stop can't just you know America does not encourage you most of the world doesn't encourage you to stop either you know could you imagine if Hitler stopped at just becoming the president and didn't go uh, and start World War 2 
Um, that's just what it was. Like, once you're there, you don't stop. And that's what Griselda is, is a symptom of that as well. And then she was... I mean, they don't really get into it, but I think she was particularly brutal throughout the years, which is something that I kind of wish they tapped into. Like, But overall, I mean, you know, when, she had to kill her husband who gave her up to sleep with her brother, her husband's brother, which was crazy. I didn't know that, but I would have shot him too. Like, I would have... She should have shot the brother too when she had a chance, but... Fortunately, Dario did, and uh, her story continued. I I mean, the fact that she was just pulling out hits left and right, up and down, is crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean... I think her downfall, probably, if you're looking at the show in its entirety, was her paranoia, paranoia, but that could have been spurred on from drug use. Um... And ultimately, you know, her violent iron fist that she had, like, there's a time to, to lay low. Everybody was laying low at some point, and she just opted not to. And I kind of feel that that was what did her in. Ultimately, she was a trail of bloodshed, a river of, you know, a river of blood, as it were, just... And there were just no stopping her. Like she refused to be stopped. And but again, I mean, I, I understand it. Like I understand the motive. You understand it very quickly. Like yeah, even though she was making bad decisions, I truly wholeheartedly believe that she had no choice. She had no choice but to kill people. Like uh, they make it seem like she was completely crazed out. But I'm like, no. When you enter that arena. In a war, if you are at a war, you do whatever is necessary to make sure your survival, right? to make sure you win. That has been the case for human beings since almost since day one. Cain and Abel, uh, kill or be killed. And that's there's no honestly there's no in, in between. Uh, so, you know, her putting a hit on her right hand man the jump you know the guy she hired and ultimately killing his kid uh was it chicho i forgot what his name was when rivy did it rivy should have known better though too uh it's just what it was like you know that ultimately you know her losing her kids as well is kind of like a yeah, that, that she had it coming. She ultimately she had it coming too. Everything that happened to her at the end, you know, her getting whacked, uh, her doing time in jail, and you know, her losing her kids. I mean, all of that is a price you pay for living large all them years. I mean, but her kids were dumb as hell too. Why were they selling drugs? Like they couldn't have, they couldn't have. I don't know, like. It's really weird. I mean, the route that their her kids took. It's just really weird. I don't understand it myself, but I think one of her kids is still alive. Uh, that I'm 
aware of, but you know, Sophia played a, a fantastic Griselda. The show overall was a two thumbs up. I just kind of, I keep going back to like, man, I wish they would have included. I wish this was done in like two seasons or three, and I wish they would have invited some of the cast of the other cartel narco shows on Netflix to the to the thing. I mean, maybe that's my biggest uh, like stopping it from being like like a 9 out of a 10. It's like an 8 out of a 10 for me. Stopping it from being like a 9 out of a 10 or a 10 out of 10. Like but again, Netflix can make the hell out of a narco show. You know, you get the violence, you get the, the excess drug use like some of the party scenes on there look lit like I wanted to be in those cocaine parties myself like I'm like damn just for a night like that like on her yacht or in the you know with old people snorting coke off of a pair of t- I mean that's just yeah sign me the fuck up that's one thing that they showed in this that I, I'm like yo like yeah I can understand now why why there was a mountain of cocaine delivered to the United States like weekly in the 70s and them parties look lit you had old people you had titties you had drugs you had sex you had it was a good time like partying was lit in those days um but it's just what it is man like you know like Damn. And, but I just, again, I just kind of wish Netflix spent more time on it, man. I just, I, this felt a little rushed. Um, and it stops it from being a, like, a great, great. I mean, it's still good. And don't get me wrong. It, I, I give, again, I give it two thumbs up, but it stops it from being like, uh, I just, well, I mean, but see, there was a little bit of that in, the Mexican Argos, like yes, um, there was a there was a little crossover with Pablo. Just it was just like a minute or two in one of the seasons. Like that's all we needed. Netflix, that's all we needed. We needed another season. This this shouldn't have ended. They should have gone into her extent up to the top and ended somewhere at her party, and then from there, season two would have been her downfall. Her trending downfall, running all the way to Long Beach or wherever she was at, hiding in Long Beach. Like, come on, man, come on, drop the ball big time there. <sighs> but with that said, guys, I mean that was my review of Griselda. I, I completely loved it. Um, just kind of wish some, I would have done some different things, but. Either way, I'll get this up. And then we're watching uh, Ready Player One, but I'll probably review that on the next one. I mean, in so far, the movie is kind of eh. You could see why um, nobody that I know has ever recommended it to me. But we'll, we'll stop here, and we'll, we'll come back and talk uh, some more some more stuff later. So, uh, or actually, I'll get, I'll get another episode going here uh, shortly.